Welcome to Top Breed Cats, the show for anyone who loves cats. Welcome back to Top Breed Cats. Literally, it's been a while. Uh, we had do the calculations. Well, he does that all. I have some explaining to do. Lots. Um, so I have recently moved a few hours away from where we used to live. So we were getting through with that move, finishing everything up, and then... Turns out we couldn't find anything on other cat breeds, so we were kind of stressing, figuring out what the heck we're going to do next. Um, so we've finally come up with something. We're now doing exotic cats, as in le- leopards, lions, tigers, etc. Mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty awesome. And we're also going to feature some endangered animals in the end of this in the end of episodes now, just to raise some awareness for them. Yay! Um, we have been out for five months! Seriously, it's been five months? Take that back. You actually miscalculated. We've been gone for four months. <laughs> okay. So today we will be doing the Amur Leopard. And the Sudana Tiger. Sunday. I don't know how to pronounce that. Sunda. Sunda Sunda Tiger, I think. Tiger. I don't know how to pronounce that. Sunda. S-U-N-D-A. Alright, so I'll start off with the Amur Leopard. People usually think of leopards um, when referred to the savannas of Africa, but in the Russian Far East, there's a rare subspecies of the Amur Leopard that is adapted to life in the temperate forests that make up most of the northern part of the species range. Similar to other leopards, the Amur leopard can run at speeds of up to 37 miles per hour, and this incredible animal has been reported to leap more than 19 feet horizontally and up 10 feet vertically. They're a critic- Yeah, vertically is up. Um, they're critically endangered, and there's only about 84 individuals left in the wild, in the world in general. Their scientific name is Panthera pertus orientalis. Um, they usually weigh 70 to 105 pounds, um, and they live in temperate, broadleaf, and mixed forests. The Amur leopard is a solitary, nimble-footed, and strong large cat. It carries and hides unfinished kills so that they are not taken by other predators, and they have been reported uh, that some males stay with females after mating. Um, they may even help with rearing the young, which is nice. Because most mm-hmm. other large cats like, don't. They just go, like, see a Yeah, no way. Um, several males sometimes follow up and fight over a female, and they usually live for 10 to 15 years. Oh. And in captivity, they can live up to 20 years. The Amur Leopard is also known as far um, as the East Leopard and the Korean Leopard. Those are the other names. Um, the Amur Leopard is an important ecological... Um, ecologically, uh, economically, economically, and culturally. Uh, conservation of its habitat benefits other species, including amur tigers and prey species like deer. Amur leopards are very important in their, in their food chains. Um, so with the right conservation efforts, we can bring them back and ensure a long-time cur- um, conservation of their entire region. Amur leopards are mainly threatened by illegal wildlife trade, poaching, and prey scarcity. 
That's all on the Amber Leopard, and off to Ollie for the Sundaya Tiger. Okay. Hello, everyone. I have not been here for a long time. So, these species of tigers were found across several parts of these little islands known as Sundaya Islands in India. Indonesia, I hate pronouncing things. And all the remaining tigers are only found in Sumatra, which is now that tigers live in Java and Bali are all extinct. Bali are, are all extinct. So these guys have less than 400 guys left. I'm like, that ain't good. So they're critically endangered. So they are distinguished by their heavy black stripes and their orange coats. And there are fewer than 400 left in the world. So these guys are almost dead. Like, actually. Extinct. Eh, same thing. So anyone caught hunting these tigers in their homeland will face jail and steep fines. But despite increased efforts for tiger conservation, including strengthening law enforcement and anti-poaching, a substantial market remains in Samarita, Sumatra, and other parts of Asia for tiger parts and products. They weigh about 165 to 300 pounds. I'm not sure how to say their specific name. That's their... I, big name. big name, and they live in tropical broadleaf evergreen forests, freshwater swamps, and peat peat swamps. Um, these are matter because this is the only place where they exist, and they live together in wild with the other species. The presence of the tiger is important for the forest health for the forest health and biodiversity protecting tigers in the habitat means many other species benefit including people and their main threat is basically us illegal wildlife illegal wildlife trading and they're also losing habitat which is like that's sad mm-hmm. There's also just uh, for wildlife conflict. Yeah, like decline. why are we literally killing these creatures? They're beautiful. Just tigers. maximize space. Don't live in those big annoying houses that just spend so much time for one family. Ah. Okay. Now we're off with that and on to cat stories. Oh yeah. Hey, where did the phone go? Okay, so Ollie, do you have any Max and Toby stories? Uh, uh, can I have a think about it? Yeah. Oh, I have one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, around December eighth, um, Toby. Okay, but just a, a few a few weeks before Christmas. All right, he was hiding under the Christmas tree. I have a really cute photo of him. And um, so he was hiding under the tree. He once got stuck. When there are like a lot of gifts in front of him, oh, and he got stuck, and he was there for like five hours. Poor Toby. Uh huh. So that's one of them. He also loves to hide in this uh, clam shell. It's a like cat bed. 
a, a cat bed that's really cute. <laughs> yeah, I love cat memes. Oh gosh. Can I insert some cat memes at the bottom of this? Um, maybe. We'll see if we can find Yay. any, I guess, that work. Um, okay. So now Nala and Serena stories. So as I had previously mentioned, we finished moving in. Yeah. Um, but Nala didn't take to the change super well originally. So when we put her in a isolated room, the first thing she did was walked over to the corner, she got scared, and then peed on the floor. <laughs> so, Nala is now adjusted completely and peacefully sleeping under the bed, which is nice. I can see her little face. It's great. Aww. Um, so that's cat story number one. Um, let me think. What else did I have? Oh, Serena thinks she's the boss of the house. She's always, like, pawing on doors whenever she wants to go out of the room. It's annoying yet adorable. Then there was also the time when Serena jumped off my brother's loft bed. Like, she she was on the railing. She said, you know what? I'm going to be a cat. I'm going to relate to my forest-born ancestors. And I'm going to jump off this tall object. And don't worry, no cats were harmed. <laughs> Um, and then, this one was, we were extremely lucky. My grandma came over for Christmas, and she brought her cat. His name is Mr. Whiskers. Um, we originally introduced the cats. He got along fine with Nala originally. Then she kind of just hissed, and he kind of walked off. He knows Nala's the alpha, so we're good there. But then when he saw Serena, they kind of got into a cat fight. And, like, like Serena ran away. Mr. Whiskers came charging after her. Poor cat. She was scared for her life. Then my grandma interfered. She got clawed pretty bad. But thank you, Grandma, if you're watching this. You were a hero for little Serena. Serena. And, like, Serena was actually, um, like, the next day, she came and walked up to my grandma and purred against her leg. Somewhat as a little token of thanks. So... That just goes to show how intelligent cats are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't forget, if you have a cat story, you can send it to us at topreadcats at gmail.com. That's T-O-P-B-R-E-E-D-C-A-T-S at gmail.com, all lowercase. Mm-hmm. And now... I need it. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to do our last thing for this episode. We are doing some endangered animals. Ollie and I have selected some of the most endangered animals in the world for this one. Mm-hmm. So we'll give a f- little bit of information on those. So we're going to be talking about the vaquita and the javan rhino first. Yep. Ollie, here you are on the vaquita. Okay, so... Is this hearing me? Yeah. Okay, so the vaquita is the world's rarest mammal. There is only about 10 left in the world. They only really live in the marine. They only live in the Gulf of California. And they weigh up to 120 pounds. They are, have a, most vaquitas have a large, well, the, all the ones that are remaining have a large dark ring about their, around their eye and dark pouches on its lips. And on top of its dorsal. Dorsal surface. Mm-hmm. This is right there. That's yeah, weird. Dorsal surface. 
uh, surface. Never mind. It's dark gray, and the sides are pale gray, and its underside, the ventral surface, is white with a long, gr- light gray markings. So, these only really live in, as this map says, Baja, California. And these are very endangered because there are a few as 10 left. These species will be extinct without a fully enforced, how do I spell that? Fuelnet? Um, ban throughout their entire habitat, WWF. Yeah. The WWF is urgently working to ensure they can live and thrive in their natural habitat. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. All right. So, yeah, uh, excuse the screams in the background. That's our brothers fighting. Yep. Freakish, freaking little brothers fighting. And purposely disturbing us with Nerf guns. It really kind of sucks. All right. Now the Joven Rhino. Joven rhinos are the most threatened of the five rhino species, with only around 60 individuals left. And they all only live in Yujong Kulon National Park in Java, Indonesia. Joven rhinos are one, uh, once lived throughout northeast India and southeast Asia. Vietnam's last Javan rhino was poached in 2010. The species is critically endangered, and there's only around 60 left. They are um, 4.6 to 5.8 feet tall, and they weigh between 1,984 and 5,071 pounds, and they're usually 10 to 10.5 feet long. They live in tropical forests, and they have a dusky gray color and a single horn up to about 10 inches. The skin has a few loose folds, giving the appearance of an armor plating. The Javan rhino is very similar in appearance to the closely related greater one-horned rhino, but has a much smaller head and it's uh, less apparent skin folds. Mm-hmm. The pop... Um, the population in the Yujong Kulon National Park represents that the, uh, the only hope of survival for a species that is on the brink of extinction. Until the late 19th century and early 20th century, Javan rhinos existed from northeast India to the suburbans, um, throughout mainland and southeast Asia, and on the island of Sumatra. If we lose the population in Java, the entire species will disappear. They are mainly threatened by reduced genetic dis- diversity. Not like natural disasters, um, arena palm disease, habitat degradation, and illegal wildlife trade. They're also being poached, but it's harder for them to for poachers to get away with it in the national park. Yeah, because it's a national park. Yeah, that's why national national parks are important. People protect them. Yeah. That's all we have for this episode, and thank you to the WWF for supplying some of our uh, information. And we'll see you back here as soon as we can, I guess. Probably a few months. No, it's not going to be a few months. Probably a month or so, because we're a distance apart now. So sorry about that, people. And we're going to get back on Top Breed Dog to see if everyone's available still. We'll update you as soon as we can. Thanks for listening.